Welcome to the Magic on the Inside podcast by the Sisters Enchanted, where we chat magic, hot topics, personal development, and good old-fashioned life. Brew up something delicious and sit with us for a spell. Welcome to this episode of the Magic on the Inside podcast. I'm Sarah, the founder and head magic maker at the Sisters Enchanted, where we help women lean into their intuition, conjure more joy, and make everyday magic. And I am talking with my sister and the co-founder of the Sisters Enchanted, Anna, today all about what it means to be a shadow worker versus a light worker. We're really passionate about this topic, and we can't wait to share it with you. So listen in. Hi, Anna. Hi, Sarah. <laughs> How are you on this day? Oh, you know, hanging in there. <laughs> Aren't we all? We're all surviving. <laughs> the story of life right now. Mm-hmm. You? Could be worse, could be better. <laughs> yep. Today is like, every day is a winding road. What's that song? <laughs> I don't even know what the rest of the lyrics are. So it's like, either. No, it's like, it's a little bit, isn't that that song? It's a little bit hotter or something like that. That's I, can't I was like, maybe that's not the right song for the theme of the day because I don't remember what comes next. Me neither. But I mean, that's kind of how I'm feeling that like every day is little shifts. Like we've got like really great days and like <laughs> you, I mean, you are always a homeschooling wonder. I have in the past been a, I don't know, not a homeschooling wonder, but a homeschool dabbler <laughs> and, and now homeschooling, some days are really good. Some days are really awful. Like the weekends go by way too fast these days. Which is so interesting because like every day is kind of like a weekend. (laughs) I know, but usually the word like but not. (laughs) I usually spend so much time alone. And I found that I really like to be alone. Like I really like alone time. And now that everybody's home all the time, it's like 9 a.m., 8 a.m. and then all of a sudden it's 6 p.m. And then I'm falling asleep on the couch at eight. And then we're starting all over again. Yeah, no, I get that because I, well, I love alone time, which I never get, but I was pre all of these things happening. Um, our mom, since, you know, we're sisters, she, <laughs> mom was coming over on Fridays and hanging out with the kids. And then on Wednesdays, Scarlett had her um, speech therapy, like her social skills group. And then I would just get that one hour to myself while I was waiting. And Friday nights, my husband would always go out. And now none of that happens. And so the very little alone time I got before has been lit ablaze. (laughs) No, it's like a lot. I don't think that like people realize how much they need alone time. Like a lot of people are like, oh, I spend my whole day alone or, and I want you know, more socializing and stuff. And I think the only social things that I miss are like our, our quality sister time because <laughs> like that's our, like that's our time and we're not getting as much of that. But I'm finding that like, yeah, I really struggle with patience mm-hmm. and, um, and calm speaking and deep breaths and, and conscious living really like yeah. planning like I did 
when I'm surrounded by people and not having my space, I'm far more productive, like not in work, but in my day-to-day responsibilities as a female of the house, female of the house, (laughs) um, that those are really suffering. And I'm really having to take some time to like sit with myself and be like, why is it that I'm having a harder time like planning for dinner? Why is it that I'm having a harder time like vacuuming daily when I'm usually really good at that? It's so interesting because I don't do those duties in my house. My husband does. (laughs) (laughs) And, um, but I'm the one who, I'm the one who puts the stuff away. He doesn't clean up stuff. He'll vacuum and like clean the bathroom and he makes the dinner, whatever, but he doesn't pick up stuff. So he'll like vacuum around the stuff, which is not super helpful. But our house is actually, I would say probably cleaner than it normally is because there's just so much time that I'm sitting around staring at the stuff now. And I'm like, all right, might as well get up and clean it. Maybe that's just like a a spouse thing because also Chad will vacuum and like do the dishes and clean the bathroom. But like, he doesn't like clean like the window, like the, the mirrors in the bathroom you know but he like the bathroom a whole other conversation because well, no, because it works that you. none of that happens in my house period like I don't even know the last time we washed a window in this joint <laughs> <laughs> I thought like at first this conversation was a good segue into what we're talking about today so we're really you know struggling to be grounded in our day-to-day roles and responsibilities and I know that Sarah and I have both implemented new family plannings that are happening because things are so inconsistent and and the kids are feeling it even Sarah's kids are feeling it even though they're homeschooled regularly Sarah's kids are feeling the the shift in the day-to-day life that the kids that are missing their school interactions are also feeling and I think it's resulting in a lot of frustrations that usually we don't have yeah we really had to come back to focus this last weekend on the idea that like, yes, life should be joyful. And if you want a cookie, eat a cookie and, and these kinds of things. But we've really gotten into the just bad habits of like, I don't know, let's just watch a movie and eat some ice cream again. And previously, you know, I'm pretty, my kids have sensory, my daughter has sensory needs and my son, who knows, he's just, he's just a ray of sunshine, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> my kids get like sometime with dramatic changes in weather yeah my kids though they have they're very sensitive to too much um like electronics time and they do not if they get an hour on an ipad afterwards it can, it's very like touch and go how it's going to be and so we're very um aware of what they're like when we use technology time but anyway that being said, we've just really gotten into habits where we're like, oh, just eat the cookie, watch the TV, play on the iPad. And where we've seen now that that's not being helpful at all to our family. And like the kids in particular are forgetting that they actually have to do things like pick up their toys or like put on clean clothes. And so we used our, we, yeah, we sat down last night as a family and planned out, you know, like, well, what do we need to do this week in order to have that movie on Friday with the candy and the ice cream <laughs> like on the sofa and all these things so um because we are just I don't know every day is just rolling one into the other which yeah so we really had to be like wait a second we must actually do things in life yeah to get places getting up and getting dressed for the day for sure like we're, we're like slow on that but we've it, kind of in the opposite mode we've been really good at 
you know, saying we're not having PD time till this time, we're getting outside at this time. Yeah. Like, because the the dysregulation of the day to day has been so jarring that we're trying to like hone it in different ways for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So anywho, that is a good segue into some shadow work because we have all been feeling the the pain of our shadow selves. (laughs) The shadowiness. Yeah. So what we're talking about today really is this idea of light workers versus shadow workers. And is it the same? Is it different? Is everything necessary? Like what is going on (laughs) with those two terms? Um, And we're really passionate about shadow work. Like we're really passionate about it. And we often get the question in our classes or from students or people like in our communities or wherever about like, well, how can I do shadow work on this? And, you know, we're always saying that, like, at least, I don't know, I, at least two, three, two thirds to three quarters of what we put out in our classes is shadow work. We just don't label it with a highlighter. Like, this is your shadow work portion because it is shadow work. It's asking questions of yourself. It's looking within. It's seeing how you are moving, like how you can control your energy in a moment, you know? Well, yeah, and I think that it's, um, I also realized I had a, a pile of paper on top of where my computer microphone is, so I just removed it. So I think it was, okay. I was stifled before. I shall not be stifled. Uh, <laughs> I will not be held back by the pile of paper. I will again. be heard. <laughs> Gemini New Moon has nothing on me. We will speak. No. <laughs> um, well, what you're saying with the shadow work and that a lot of our classes often tend to fall into that shadow work realm, it's really because you and I specifically and the people that tend to become a part of our community and the people that we've met, it's because we're like really living like the day-to-day, like nitty-gritty. And I know yeah. a lot of people do, but we are like, yeah. Like, we will go, like, we will have a live feed and be, like, disheveled, like, just through our hair up and be like, yeah, today sucks. Like, today <laughs> um, which is a lot of times not what a lot of people do, especially in a community like this, in, yeah. in a field like this. A lot of people go on and, like, try to be always very positive about their day, which is fantastic fantastic but I know for like me I have to deal with the fact that like today sucked first you know I need to like work through like that yeah or I can be like let's make the night better or like let's find something to be grateful for because I have things that I really need to think about first like if I'm angry like I'm angry and I need to like deal with that like first and foremost and not throw a white blanket over it and say that like I am love and at peace with my life because sometimes I'm not like in love and at peace with my life. And I need that (laughs) to be real for a minute. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, I think that there is a, there, I think that there is a, I don't know how to like, even what I'm trying to say, but there is this idea of light working where I, I love like, you know, it's amazing. We have some amazing healers in our community that do great work. Like in our Enchanted Journey program, we have Rochelle 
who Rochelle does though, I would say she's probably a shadow worker. <laughs> she really <laughs> dives into your shadow stuff, but she, she brings like, ask you the hard questions. Yeah, she will ask you the hard questions, but she also though, you know, she does Reiki energy healing. She does all these different kinds of healings and meditative work and like tries to bring in love. And so she probably really dance. She's a person that really dances the lines of shadow worker and light worker, but you know, we find that very valuable and I find light working very valuable. Like that's how we're, that's necessary. It's necessary for people that are like trying to just bring the light and heal the world and heal people around them and bring joy. And that's so very necessary. Uh, I think that though, sometimes that there's this picture painted of like, well, just shift your, shift your attitude, shift your mind and everything's going to change. And I think that that takes away the the fact that we still experience all of these emotions, like we're still going to experience guilt and frustration and resentment and it's going to be there and we shouldn't feel bad about that. And that is where I think that's the difference between a shadow worker and a light worker, right? So I think a light worker tends to be, if you go online, you search light worker, all this stuff comes up and it, it tends to be like the picture of this person who is um, like an energy worker, um, a law of attraction, believing like fairies, angels, uh, positive affirmations. Yeah, affirmations, sunshine, like healing the world, very optimistic, will be a light worker. And then a shadow worker, there's less talked about with shadow workers, um, but it's this idea of a person who really is interested in what's going on in the, that the depths, what's going on inside. And it's like people that are maybe feel more, you know, really curious and interested about dark, like the dark goddesses or something, or, you know, what happens at the, the new moon where the sky is dark, what's happening internally. And it's this curiosity about like, well, what is, what's the story that we can learn from this dark goddess versus, uh, you know, like we're going to call upon this energy to, to heal us. And there's neither one is better than the other. And they're very similar. Like you can't have light without dark, you can't have dark without light. You know, it's, they're very similar. But I think that we love this idea of embracing the, the, the term shadow worker and being a shadow worker because I, I feel like if you skip that step and you're just like, oh, I'm a light worker and you're, you're skipping over this hard work of, you know, what, what are the stories here? Where is this coming from? How can I, how can I dig deep internally to then make my life better? And I feel like that often we see this big push to like get a healing, listen to another chant, listen to another thing, like light another, whatever, but we're not doing the internal work. What good is it if you pull five tarot spreads a day, have three chants and a crystal healing from afar, if you never asked yourself, like, why am I so mad to begin with? Mm -hmm. You know? I will say, I have two things to say. <laughs> say two it. points to be heard on. First, is that like, I have had, and, and Sarah has two, and this does not go for every like energy worker, healer, light worker, but I have had physical contact, physical communication with people who are there to help clear your energy, help to bring you to like your light and to shine light on things. And I've almost been more hurt by some of those one-on-one -on -one, um, times, you know, where like somebody was trying to help me. I'm using air quotes again. I'm the queen of air quotes. 
<laughs> you know, when I am walking away later and being like, like what even just happened to me, you know, and almost feeling more negatively impacted on those. And that's not speaking for everybody. Like I said, like we have people like Rochelle and stuff in our community that like I talk to them and I feel like I could, you know, take on the day, like a torch and be a part of the Olympic games or something, which I really cannot. I mean, I did like a 20 minute bike ride the other day and I have like, I don't even want to talk about the negative implications on my body that happened during that bike ride, but, (laughs) (laughs) um, but yeah, like, you know, you want to make sure, you know, I mean, that's just, I think, I don't know, I'll just leave that there. Um, but what you were saying, like the, the stories of the, um, of like the dark goddess or the goddess idea, seeing like what stories you're more drawn to, like for me, and I'll, I'll speak to maybe a few mythological um, uh, energies that are a little bit more well-known, but to me, I find more depth in, in thinking about Persephone when she's with Hades than thinking of Persephone when she's with her mother. You know what I mean? Like you can dive more into what changes she may have had to see, um, what changes she had to overcome, what, how she had to step into a strength in being in her times in the underworld as opposed to, you know, the maiden with her mother in the spring, just like how I can see more depth in the story of Demeter when she's searching for um, Persephone and that kind of shadowy aspect of the mother than I see of her in her day-to-day routine as, you know, the the mother, the the harvester, you know what I mean? Like you can see more into that. Or if you look at like the, the idea of Medusa, as her before Medusa and her becoming Medusa, like where, like what does that look like if something like that happened to you if you read the story? That there's more depth in that than why like Athena did that, you know? Mm-hmm. Like what, not even that, what made Athena do that, but what drove Athena to do that? Like there's yeah. more to uncover in the shadowy aspect of those stories than there is in like the regular day-to-day stories. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that um, I think that stories like uh, one of my ones I love is the story of Caridwen, and how she um, has you know her cauldron and she's gonna have this brew to make her son like intelligent and the hottest babe in town and all of these things, and then like how she just goes on this tirade to um, basically like kill you know the kid who like accidentally takes the spell or whatever, but uh. I think that there's so much power in that story because we can see ourselves in it. And so often where we're so, we're so upset about one thing and we, and I think that, you know, what's the important part of it. Yeah. And then looking at like, this is to your example of this, um, the like, like kind of being impacted or whatever by light workers, there's one person who I know. And like, I was talking with her and I was talking with her over several months and, and talking about my family and my relationship and all these things. And she was just, her thing was like, you just need to send light. You just need to send so much light. You need to send light. And then her, it was basically like, you need to send light. And then you need to like, end like she wanted me to get divorced basically. And I was like, how is that? 
any sort of solution to anything, right? Like send light and then get divorced. Like how <laughs> she was adamant that that was like what I needed to do. And, um, and I was like, that is not, there is a story here. There's a reason that we're here and I am contributing to this relationship. I am not an innocent bystander by any means. <laughs> like, what do you think? I just stand here. <laughs> do you, have you not met me? <laughs> you know, like I bring something to this table. It needs to be looked at as well. And that's that shadow story. And I, and I think that, and obviously not everybody's like this, like not everybody. No, who, like I said, the obvious, I have, we, I would say that a lot of people that we have met in our community that also do work. Um, and we, we tend to say like our community a lot. And that's because like Sarah and I are not social bumblebees and that, like our socialization is like the extent of each other, our families and Strictly on the internet. <laughs> those are, our, those are who we talk to. Um, and a lot of them are, I would consider to be more of the light worker. Um, and a lot of them do like, I can think of a couple community members that we've met in person that, that would associate themselves that way. And just being in their presence, you feel like that you feel there. Yeah. They're like, like you feel that they are just this positive ray of sunshine. And when you're with them, you want to be positive like them. But in that regard too, that I, you know, that I've had that situation that I just needed to like shake things off and heal. Um, and, but then she also said some shadowy things that were very like not helpful, like never met my son or never anything. And was like, oh yeah, he's going to need like medication for his attention disorders and anything that you do is not going to help. As soon as they tell you medication, you say yes. And I was like, how is that helpful? Like, how is that helping me right now when my son is like yeah. three years old and like, and you're, you know, like, how is that helping me now and telling me that it was going to be the best for me to just do that? And I was like, mm -hmm. not helpful. Not what I want to hear. And yeah. granted, that's shadowy in itself, but like going and being told that this is going to be like a healing session of like light and love for you and then go leave feeling like you're a terrible mother and don't know what you're doing because that's not the that's not the yeah. whole just the story but that's and like for everybody listening we obviously know this is these are like small minute these are like a blip in the water yeah. like drops we realize that um but to our point is that i think that when to a person who's not us who doesn't realize like there are people in the world who are like oh well, I just need to throw light at this problem. I just need to light my way out of it. And there is a ton of shadow work that needs to be done often for that to like, emit to like make space for that light to expand. You need to do the shadow work. We actually, I just made a class as part of our Conjuring Abundance class on conjuring spaciousness and you need to make space for the thing that you want and often you have to clear the cobwebs. You have to get in there and get your hands dirty and you've got to look and be like, hey, how did I internalize this thing that happened to me and how is it festered into what it is? Or how am I contributing to the problem at hand? Or what do I not want to face? Or how can I see, you know, like in the story of Caridwen. So Caridwen is, you know, really like, basically she's out to kill. She is going to kill this dude. There is no forgiveness in her body. And, you know, then you, you, there's the fact that she was so bent on like fixing her son, not just loving him as he was and all of these different things. But there's also the tale in there of the mother that would do anything for her kid. Like she is going to do anything to give the best life possible from her perspective. And who can't relate to that story? You know, that's a very shadowy story. So, you know, there's, there's a lot happening there. And I think we can all see ourselves in those stories. And that is the point 
That's the point of shadow work. That's the point of these stories of dark deity and, you know, and folklore and fairy tale. That that's and why we these. We did that last section of um, mythology, um, and uh, fairy tales. Yeah, fairy tales and Arthurian legend, and often those who are the villains. Air quotes again. When you step into the shoe of said villain and say, like, okay, well, what would have made them this way? and create your own tale of what may have happened to them to make them this way, you start seeing them in a different light of like, wow, what makes somebody, you know, bitter? What makes exactly. somebody resentful? What makes somebody jealous, angry? Yeah. Like how, what does that come from? And how can we start to see those things in our own selves mm-hmm. that we don't continue to repeat them so that we don't become Yes. And that's why you need to be a shadow worker first. Yes. You must first be a shadow worker. Be a shadow worker. One of our um, community members, Erin, she, what she made like a hashtag. I forget what it is. (laughs) We're going to put it on like t shirts. (laughs) Like, be a shadow worker. I am a shadow worker. I'm busy shadow working. (laughs) Because it's so very important. Yeah. And in myths and folklore and fairy tales and all of these, like the story of Cinderella, the original story of Cinderella, you know, it's like, it's kind of a terrible story. It ends with the, the birds like pecking the eyes out of the girls and the, the mom chops the heel off of her daughter. And, and then, you know, Cinderella just like banishes them and, and goes off. But there's, you know, all of this, uh, all of this, like others, other stuff to look at in there. You know, why, why did the father uh, side with the stepmother? Why is the stepmother like that? You know, like what brought her there and what would you do if you were in her shoes? And then there's the magical, there's like a hazel tree in there and there's all this magic stuff going on in that story, but all of it is lessons. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, there's not one story. There's not one story that I can think of. Maybe there is somewhere, but I can't think of a single story. That's just like, she solved her problem through sending lots of love that to that person. And like, and then those are, those are like Disney fairy tales that we see like the light. And then when you like, look at like the Grimm's fairy tale, you see like the shadowy aspect. And then when you like, as an adult, you watch, you know, fairy tales that you loved that like filled you with magic and whimsy and you watch them with the lens of a a cynical adult. And you're like, man, that movie was messed up. (laughs) And then you you can go back to like the Grimm's fairy tale and see like what was underneath. Uh Oh yeah. the, The original fairy tales are not pleasant. No, <laughs> there are some violent works of uh, literature. <laughs> uh, I, um, <laughs> I, uh, so there is this idea, though, that that, that that differentiates. So besides what we're saying, there's this idea, this differentiation between a light worker and a shadow worker is that a light worker is a person who just, they are inherently optimistic. They are a person who like loves angels and fairies and sunshine and daisies and rainbows and like that's the view they're going to take and then there's the shadow worker who is more like let me explore this liminal space let me I'm very curious about these dark stories I'm very curious about what's happening internally um they're a person who might want to be withdrawn like somebody who is more like better you know they love their alone time they're not and so there's these two ideas of a shadow worker versus a light worker of course we see light workers a lot on the internet as characterized by healers, crystal healers, people bringing light and love. And like, I don't know, I don't know one person who's not trying to do that. Like we're all trying to bring light and love to, you know, to something, whether it's ourselves or somebody else. But there is, you know, this idea that they are, that there's two, it's really two different 
perceptions of the world around us. So I think it's really interesting how the term light worker has been applied specifically in the internet as we see it now, because it's like any person who, it's this overarching term, like, are you a light worker? Light workers unite. And there's so much more to it. And I, and I would even argue that any light worker is also probably a shadow worker or has been doing lots of shadow work or incorporates that into what they do in order to make it successful and right. truly healing. It's like, I'm going to lose Sarah here for a minute. I know <laughs> maybe a lot of you here for a minute, but I may also not lose a lot of you here for a minute. It's like in Star Wars. Okay, Sarah's laughing. <laughs> I've already lost her. It's like you have the way you're saying that. You guys can't see Anna, but she's like very serious. Like she's in this very serious pose. <laughs> yes, I'm talking to you, folks <laughs> out there in the like year. in Star Wars. <laughs> in Star Wars, you have who would look like to be the heroes, the Jedi. Yes, and you have the villains as like the Sith and the Sith lords and stuff. You know, Darth Vader, Darth Maul, Darth Sidious. Darth, Darth, Darth. Um, you have the the that's the the dark side. You know, come to the dark side, Luke. Yeah. You have the light and the dark, and you find that there's this huge imbalance because there is this fight between the light and the dark, um, and uh, and that imbalance causes you know war. It causes chaos. It causes a lot of disruption. Um, and then if you step beyond, you know, what we know in Star Wars cinemagraphic lore, and we go deeper into Star Wars, we know that there's kind of this gray area where you get those, those Jedi that are not just of the light, but they're also of the dark. And they find that the most balance is when you're able to integrate the two. And it's that balancing of the dark and light forces that make the most sense. And I think that that's something in shadow work and light work that we have to make sure that we're seeing that kind of gray area. So like a shadow worker who never leaves a shadow could result in, you know, not being always very happy because if you're always stuck in the shadow and can't find your way out of the shadow, you know, then, you know, you're not doing yourself any favors there. But then on the other side, the shadow worker who who doesn't face their um their inner demons air quotes um <laughs> you know that only goes out and promotes light and love and that they are of light and love all the time 24 7 you know that's also not productive you know because nobody is happy all the time this is true. You know, it's like that quote in Sex and the City. Maybe I'm going to lose a bunch of people here again, but I'm going to regain Sarah. And it's when Samantha says, like, that, you know, Smith stayed with her through chemo. And they're like, Samantha, you just compared your relationship to cancer. And she's like, well, when are you guys happy in your relationships? And, um, and uh, oh, my God, Charlotte says, every day and Samantha's like every day and Charlotte's like yeah not all day every day but at least one part of every day I'm happy in my life like that's normal you know 
not happy all the time, like nothing can go wrong. Not, you know, not being shadowy all the time, like doom and gloom, like Gollum, you know, or the ring. Like we want to be, we want to be gray. We want to be, we want to be Charlotte. You know, there's one day she poops her pants and there's another day that she has a miracle baby. But that's, you know, that's life. That's the cycle of light and dark. That's finding the gray area in the middle. Can you even deal with this right now? What is even happening? You know, I was very philosophical, Sarah. I just, I just philosophical pop culture to the crap out of this podcast. I had a really, really hard morning, and (laughs) you just, I don't even know what. I think, like, you essentially just mic dropped my emotions. Okay. (laughs) I can't continue on. I don't know. You know, let's not be, you know, let's not be the Jedi Order. You know, let's not be, you know, the Sith Lord. Let's be Charlotte. Let's be Charlotte. That's amazing. (laughs) No, well, yeah, I don't know. You're right, though. Like, that is, that's the thing, is you can't just, there is not a world in which everything is perfect. And when things aren't perfect, all of the healing in the world will not help if you did not investigate what the problem is. Like you need to figure out what it is that you're healing. Right. And I think that, I think most, like a lot of people do, a lot of people are doing that. I think not a lot of people are talking about doing that, right? Like people are like, oh, I'm going to do this healing thing or I'm going to do this exercise or I'm going to meditate or gather in circle or whatever it is that we're doing. But not, pe- people aren't talking about like the root, you know? It's like, I don't know, my analogies are not anywhere near as fun as yours, but like poison ivy, my yard is riddled with poison ivy and I keep cutting the vines down, but it comes back because I'm not killing it at the root, you know? And it's like making it my, a whole chunks of my yard where we can't even go in them because it's so bad, but it's because I'm just doing the surface level stuff. And that's what it's like when you're just light wash a problem away and you're like, hey, I'm going to send some healing energy here. I'm going to do this thing or I'm going to like, whatever and or just like do an affirmation around it or do like two like a journal prompt but you don't dig into like why does this keep happening why am i like what is holding me back from actually making change and investigating like what is getting me here and that is why we need shadow workers the world needs shadow workers and these people we need authenticity and the world needs people who talk about being shadow workers i think everyone's like oh i'm a light worker because it's a popular word it's, a, it's like a trendy thing. It's, but, like, it's like Instagram. It's like social media in general, you know, yes. and how harmful that can be, how we fall into following the people that are like, I eat this way. I get up every morning and I go for a run, followed by my jog, followed by my morning spirulina, followed by uh, <laughs> my morning spirulina. <laughs> oh yeah. Followed by my sixth glass of water, followed by, you know, my hike with my superfood bowl and my acai, you know, you know, nice cream. Like, that's great if you do all those things. You know, I do some of those things. I love me a good bowl of nice cream. I have made a spirulina shake. Trust me. You don't want to use too much or it tastes like seaweed. Um, you know, I have done those things, but you know, but not everybody lives like that. And even those, even the people that you see who are saying they do that have bumps in the road that they're not sharing, you know, and I love, um, you know, you like, like I said, authenticity is what's most important. Like I, and again, this is a little bit tangenty on the side, but I follow a lot of people who, who are like minimalists, like reducing in waste, not even low waste, because that's an unachievable 
goal or no waste, low waste, mm -hmm. but the people that um, these days are saying like, you can't go to the grocery store. And if you have a plastic bag of strawberries in your fridge, like don't beat yourself up for that. You know, but there are still some people over there like, I'm not eating strawberries, but they probably are. They're just not telling you they are. And I think that that's like where authenticity comes into place. Like being, like we're saying that there are those people who are late in love and, and they, they, they show you this, this stage like performance of late in love all day, every day, 24 seven. And why, why light work can sometimes be so hard for people to achieve because sometimes it looks impossible. Yeah. You know, it looks impossible to be positive. It looks impossible to change the script every time you look in the mirror and you say, wow, I'm losing my hair or wow, I've gained 20 pounds. Where like a light worker will say, I'm beautiful. I'm going to eat this cheeseburger anyway because I'm so beautiful. Do you know, that's not the average Joe. It's not that easy to, to flip that script. And those, and the people who are light workers have the same battles, but sometimes they're not discussing those battles. They're just discussing mm -hmm. the light half of it, which makes it really hard for people, which is where that shadow work comes in. I will say an insider gossip, we're being gossipy, but over the past few years, we're always gossipy. Anna and I have had the pleasure of meeting lots of people. We've met lots of people over the last few years at expos, at events, at shops, at live, like things that we teach, lots and lots of people. And I will tell you that just most people, including us, do not have it together, even half of what you think they have it together. <laughs> do we also, look together? I know. Do we appear as if we have it together? Because <laughs> if we do, then you've not watched all of our videos or been along. <laughs> but, um, or, you know, have a lot of stuff that they've not dealt with and they're just not telling you about it. So, so anyway, that's not even the point. The point here is what is a shadow worker versus a light worker. I think y'all need to put a sticker on your shirt that says, you know what, I am proudly being a shadow worker. And you can also be a light worker. You can be both. There are some people who argue that they are, there are, there's some like books and literature around um, how they're two different things entirely. That like you, there is um, this lovely woman, Lori Ann, Long, let me see if I can find her name. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to Google it whilst talking. Um, um, maybe I'm, I'm not sure her last name. Anyway, there is a, a woman who writes about shadow work and, and things like that. And she, her first, it's Lori Ann, and I can't remember the last, her last name, but she contends that essentially you are born a, you know, you're like born a shadow worker or you're born a light worker like you just are one of these things and um and you can be in the middle like there then she thinks that there's some people that like cross the lines but that like you can tell based on this idea are you like generally a bubbly optimistic person <laughs> and so for her it's not about the tools that you do it's not about being a light worker and using tools to heal it's about who you are that's her that's her contention so it's about who you are yeah. so if you're one of those more naturally like very light bubbly people and you like think that you know you're like love cute things and you're just smiling all the time and you're generally cheerful versus a person who's a little more like I don't know Daria like you're like I, I'm a little <laughs> I'm 
like gonna not smile right now that those are she contends that it's just it's too, it's who you are you're born a light worker you're born a shadow worker you're two different things and then it's interesting because we have this term light worker which has been used like to be all-encompassing to anybody who heals anybody but shadow workers heal people right. through right. shadow work so you know I, I I also kind of feel like it's just a, a language thing, like how are we using the terms? Right. Um, yeah, too, it's really too on the lens in which people see you. Because yes. I know, like you and I, how um, I often get the feedback that I'm so light and bubbly. Yes. And then I go on and I make people smile. And I'm like, I'm light and bubbly. And I am always like really confronted by the idea that I've been coined the light and bubbly one. And I'm like, <laughs> Really? Because <laughs> you should have seen me in high school because I was dark and broody. <laughs> like, like, like scares some people away. Like, um, so I think sometimes too it can be in the lens that people see you in, you know, because I, I do readings for people and have, and I find that I often I don't fear away from talking about the shadowy thing, but I always leave I don't ever leave it shadowy, you know, like I talk you up the ladder from the shadowy to, you know, opening the sunroof for the first time in 20 years, you know, and like letting the sun rays of light in. Um, so I guess it also can be in the lens of which people see you, you know, like I would coin myself as more of a shadow worker, knowing myself in my day-to-day -day life. And I think Sarah would coin me that as well. Um, maybe she wouldn't, but maybe like when we're doing work for other people, maybe you find that you're leaving people feeling very light and bubbly and airy and you didn't even realize it. And maybe you're kind of, like you said, navigating that middle ground of shadow and light um, and integrating the two naturally <laughs> and authentically. Yeah. Yes, I would say that I think most people in our classes and community, um, once we get to talking about shadow work are often like, yes, I'm a shadow worker. <laughs> yeah. I, I think most of us are. And that's what we hear from our students is that's probably why they all come together in our classes because, you know, we're all the same kind of things. Yep. We're all very similar, um, which is so interesting because we have like, I don't know, since we just, we just enrolled a bunch of new students in a class, we have over 2000, I mean, we actually probably have like 3,000 students that have taken our classes now. Holy cow. Yeah. <laughs> so if, I, if we go in, I haven't checked, but doing the quick math in my head, I bet it's 3,000. Um, so that's 3,000 3, uh, people out there that are investigating the depths of self, and that makes me so happy. Um, so before we end this, though, we wanted to give you something that you could consider and start doing a little bit of shadow work right now. And this, uh, the thing we wanted to talk about was boundaries. So we're not going to talk about this long. It's just a, a food for thought thing for you. And you'll find the journal prompt on the show notes or like the blog post for this, the show notes. Like we have a, it's more like a radio event where we just jibber jabber, but anyway, um, <laughs> I think the boundaries are a great place to start considering shadow like your shadow self because where are you letting things into your life that aren't serving you and why aren't you stopping those things or like why do you try to stop it and then you let it happen again and that and I think when we think of boundaries we think of people and like but boundaries can be with stuff maybe if you're like I'm not buying another freaking candle 
then you come home with three more candles. Like, <laughs> like well, you didn't hold your boundary, you know, or it could be with food and health and wellness. So you're like, I will, this is for me, but I'm like, I will not binge eat an entire bag of popcorn at 9 p.m. But that boundary is more often than not, not held up. <laughs> Why do grab the bag of popcorn at 9 p.m.? That I don't know. <laughs> I think because I just want to be, it's just, it's, I'm addicted to it and my you kids are asleep. It. <laughs> just had defeat. <laughs> yeah, I'm so defeated by the popcorn. It's because my kids are asleep and I'm, al- I'm not even alone, but my kids aren't touching me and it just tastes good and I just want to eat it all. It's like I the first to- time in the day you don't have to share that bowl of popcorn. Yeah, exactly. That's probably it. A bowl of popcorn. I don't know. Actually, I've not eaten a bag, I've not eaten popcorn at night in a few days now. A few yeah. days anyway. You just on a winning streak. That I was hungry. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so consider your boundaries. That's a great place to start with some shadow work is asking yourself, where do I have a boundary that I'm not upholding for myself or that I'm letting other people or other situations cross? And sometimes there's not much you can do about it in the moment. Like I have little, I have little kids. I've got a three-year-old and a five-year-old. So if I'm like, my boundary is that you cannot eat my snacks, you know, that's like a pretty tough one to enforce. (laughs) So I might, you know, the real answer might just be like, well, it's just the stage of life. It's your, it's just the age and stage and phase that you're in. Sometimes that's the answer. And then you see that and you can be like, you know what, I love it anyway. And that's throwing that light at it. That's being like, I love it. I love it through this age and stage and phase, even though it's not my favorite, you know, I'm going to throw some light at it. I'm going to throw some love at it, but um, like, I still have to acknowledge it. Sundays, and you do, and you give me like a to-do list on Sundays while I'm like not in it to it. <laughs> and I used to get up and like start doing things because I thought that that to-do list meant to do now. And now I look at it and I'm just like, I don't worry, but I look at it and I like, I put it in my mental, you know, preparations for the next day. And then I put it down. (laughs) Yeah. You've been better at holding your boundary. That's something like I've actually said to Anna, I'm like, you don't have to do it now just because I've on the list. Like I work Sundays and you don't. So I assign tasks on Sundays. (laughs) Like don't do it. I just always have all my notifications on. Yeah, yesterday I was giving Anna tasks and she she wrote to me to stop telling her what to do or something. You wrote back, never. (laughs) My favorite emoji to respond with, well, I have a lot of them, but recently it's the pirate flag. Somebody tells me something and I just respond with a pirate flag. This is true. Nothing else. Be like, Sarah, can you do this? And it's just a pirate flag. What is it? Um, Chad, who, you, you sent him a pirate flag the other day or something. And he was like, what does this even mean? And I was like, yeah, she's so done with you right now. You get no response. It means you're probably right. Sarah doesn't want to talk about it. Just do it. <laughs> Don't blame her. Such a loaded emoji. <laughs> he did. He like held the phone. He was like, what? "What even is this?" I was like, "Oh yeah, you got pirate flagged." <laughs> it happened to you. <laughs> Sometimes it's the zombie one. I just send the zombie. You send the zombie emoji. <laughs> I don't know. I have issues. <laughs> I have some deep-seated issues. <laughs> Hence, I'm a shadow worker. Yeah. 
fine. It's just Sarah being Sarah. It's a coping <laughs> mechanism at the heart class. <laughs> she's, she's riddled with emotion right now. <laughs> oh my goodness. We have to stop because Sarah and I both laugh cry silently after we laugh a little bit. And if we started to laugh cry silently on here, people would think something bad happened to us. I know, you wouldn't even know what's happening. I have a gasp. <laughs> anyway, so consider boundaries. That's a great place, great place to start. Um, and yeah, I don't know, be a shadow worker. I think everybody should be a shadow worker. Person, a rise of the shadow workers. Rise of the shadow workers. And make that a movie. Sounds like Starring a pirates and zombies. Pirate zombies. Mm, it's gonna be good. Wait and see. Can Charlotte help narrate it? Yes, that's my daughter. Because then it'll be like all sorts of levels. Yeah, that would be something. Scarlet's a piece of work. (laughs) (laughs) When you're raised by a shadow worker, it turns out you turn into a piece of work. (laughs) You should should have her make a zine, like a zine. (laughs) (laughs) Once a week. (laughs) That's funny. Oh, goodness. All right. Well, thank you for chatting with me, Anna. Oh, thanks, sir. It was a pleasure as always. Always. I hope I get to see your face soon. Soon, soon, soon. Soon, soon. Thank you so much for listening into this episode of the Magic on the Inside podcast. And we hope that you join us in being shadow workers and spread some of that around the world because that is really the root of healing and all of the goodness that we're all trying to bring to the world around us. If you're interested in learning more about shadow work, we do have a free class coming up on Thursday, May 21st. You can register and you'll get the replay as well. You can find that in the show notes down below. And we also teach that class live a few times a year. So just keep your eyes peeled if you're listening to this at a future date and it's already passed you by. I'm sure we'll be offering it again. So go ahead, give us a review on Apple Podcasts if you like this. That's how we get this out to more people in the world. Follow along with us at thesistersenchanted.com and we'll see you around the internet.